0: issue. But when you're young, you don't go to the doctor as often as you should or things like that. So I was like, yo, I need to start going to the doctor. Even though I'm young, you need to start going to the doctor more regularly. Go to the dentist more regularly. Uh, save better. Things like that. So it's almost like the same list that's just, I carry it with me each year and maybe just tweak or add a little bit. But when I wrote it down, it's because I wasn't doing shit. I was wilding. So... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, that...
1: What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Ferg from Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. Join my co-host, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind.
0: What we're not going to do is find one more thing to argue about and divide. And so far, that hasn't happened, but the best man final chapters, I'm seeing people disagree on it, but it's been quite civil. Uh, The main disagreement has been allegedly that uh, Robin is the villain. I won't give away any spoilers, but some Uh people feel like she's the villain and some people feel like Harper is the villain. Either way, the conversations I've seen so far, people have been disagreeing, but it hasn't been the Will Smith slap or the Kanye West type of division that we've seen in other Disagreement. So uh, I just hope we can keep that up and just learn to disagree without being disrespectful or divining. Uh, other than that, I want to send a congratulations to Ed Reed, the new head football coach at Bethune Cookman. Uh, that's the type of trend that I wanted to see when Dion became the head coach at Jackson State to have high-profile uh, NFL former NFL players go to these HBCUs. Ed Reed was a hell of a player for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so I, I hope he can do great things at Bethune-Cookman. And last but not least, man, I've been re-watching uh, Martin on uh, HBO Max. Still funny. It holds up. But God, was he a horrible boyfriend. That loser <laughs> did not deserve Gina, man. Like,
2: <laughs> no. I was happy when Gina left. <laughs> I was
0: like, yo, this dude should have, he should have lost her like at least by the second episode like he was terrible man but
2: <laughs> i mean even even the the proposal right
0: the we know
2: we, Will we know you, the proposal man, yeah me. damn, damn.
0: <laughs> are you happy now <laughs> but just overall even before they got to the proposal man like he was he was he really was the worst he really
2: was i
1: mean um, he was a horrible friend as well so
0: i, mean,
2: I mean was he was he?
1: I mean, he... He, he was selfish. He, he
2: was a narcissist.
1: How many times do I have to kick you out of my house because we disagree? Like, you got to the point where it's just, like, disrespect. Like, dog, no, you, like, you have to have enough respect for me not to just, like, kick me out of your house. Like, get to step. Like, dog, no, that's just...
0: I don't know. I think they liked it. <laughs> like, it's one episode, he kicked them out, and then the next scene, they're back in there... He's like, I thought I kicked y'all out. They was like, yeah, that was yesterday. This is this a new day. And he's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: well,
1: I guess. You got to put up with it. Like, you get used to...
2: It's their dynamic. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, he shit on everybody,
2: though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, he Oh, treated... man, the, the content was so good, though.
1: But, uh, Rizzi, before you move on, do not spoil Best Man, uh... Oh, you, from, felt it. You, you felt he's.
0: You you felt he was going to go there with
1: it. Yeah, me. he's definitely gonna. He's definitely gonna. <laughs> I
2: haven't even watched he's... it yet, so okay, yeah. good. Yeah, okay. That's I can't good. spoil it, so <laughs> okay. I I've, I've been debating whether I'm gonna pay that four ninety nine for the month, um, and get it on Peacock or or figure it out.
0: Man, so, just get somebody with uh uh, an uh, email and password and, and, and log in.
2: <laughs> Come on. I know, no, man. He... I, I try to support though. Like when <laughs> Air was on, I paid for it because I want them to see that you know, I logged in and and they got the subscribers for that content. So, that's that's usually why I try to do it. you
1: probably lost $5 on the couch this week. Uh,
2: Probably. Probably. My kids, man, they they be stealing my money. I swear they do. So, so. But I want to first say F Southwest. It is a Big time thing. Um, So I was supposed to be in New York. Uh, We apologize, everybody, for not being able to drop a episode last week. Uh, We tried our hardest, tried to figure it out. Schedules didn't work out, but we were really working hard to try to get it out. Uh, Didn't work out. But just like Southwest, we dropped the ball on that one. But Southwest, man, they canceled my flight. I was supposed to go to New York for the holidays and got caught up in the whole cancellation thing. Um, Luckily, I didn't stand in those lines and get thrown out like old girl and semi-arrested. But uh, I don't know if y'all have seen that. Mm. Chick was waiting to rebook and the cops singled her out and was like, hey, where's your ticket? You're trespassing. You got to go. And they like canceled her uh, flight and gave her money back and didn't let her rebook. And they kicked her out of the airport. I see that. yeah yeah so it's like all kind of crazy stuff um going describe, on with that man.
1: Maybe, maybe i've seen describe this young lady
2: uh black chick Okay, a uh, little older I yeah
1: that's, that's, that's you're done
2: yeah yeah they singled her out like everybody else is in line they were saying that she was standing in two lines or something like that to i, I don't i don't know um they were just trying to figure it out but it was long lines like almost an hour wait to get rebooked um for those flights i do so, believe
1: it, i do believe they standing in two lines though
2: Okay. yeah yeah she definitely was standing in two lines trying to kind of figure it out but you know that that happens if it was more than one person in her group oh well so but yeah that's it's been a crazy uh last couple of days man Greta greta thornburg she uh called out uh the guys what was his name andrew tate he had uh, ended up getting arrested because they got in a twitter battle and, uh, she told him to email, uh, small d- energy at don't give a f- dot com or some junk like that. Uh, and so
0: yeah, I saw some pushback to that too. from so, other woman. <laughs>
2: yeah. So it was crazy, man. But, um, yeah, Andrew Tate, um, is get, got arrested for human trafficking. So if you care about that, they arrested him. Uh, and thanks to Greta Thorn- Thornburg for, kind of making him dox himself. So they were in a Twitter battle, he posted a picture with a local pizzeria and that's how the Romanian police identified where he was so that they could go and arrest him and and charge him. So it was crazy. That's it, man. It's just it's been crazy. I'm excited for New Year's. New year, new me, all that stuff. I'm leaving the bag in the, in 2022 and all that good stuff stepping into 23. Um, leaving
1: baby hairs in 2022 uh, man
2: baby hairs need to go somewhere uh, <sighs> they they should have stayed in 2020 with the lashes uh, but all of them are moving forward so hey you never know if man you had,
0: if you had to pick baby hairs or lashes which one you want left me uh, uh, the lashes I'll take I'll the lashes
2: take the, over the baby hairs yeah. I'll take the lashes
0: over the baby hairs and you
2: know how much I hate lashes so <laughs> and truthfully lashes aren't always bad it's it's the butterfly, super thick, like <laughs> just, just they look fake and that type of stuff. Like if you get some kind of just natural ish, but I, I don't, I don't see the point of any of them. Like it's not most, for you to see, sir. Women, most women are prettier without them. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. they're prettier That's your without. Opinion.
1: them you know, you can keep your opinion to yourself, sir. They're not doing it for you, sir.
2: They definitely aren't. Earthquake yeah. talked about it in his uh in his set. He was like, not doing it for us. And that's cool. What they say.
0: But um,
1: yeah. Uh so Buff, I might bring you back in. So it's been a lot of stuff going on. You know, January 6th committee is doing a lot. Uh Trump's taxes are being released and all that stuff. What's going on in this political world? What do we need to be aware of? What what's the big what's the big take?
0: Uh, the big take I keep hearing I can't I shouldn't say I keep hearing I've been hearing more and more rumors I think Rosie or maybe you predicted this that Biden may be having second thoughts about a second term. I've 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 been hearing like little rumblings about that so that's gonna be uh interesting to see. Uh, I know someone told me once they secured Georgia the Democrats then he wanted to wait till after the midterms were settled and that maybe he would change course on a whole second term run. And the reason that's huge is because if Biden, for those that say they don't want Biden to run, then who? You know what I mean? Because the logical choice is usually the vice president, but many of us don't think VP Harris is ready. So, who would step up if we don't want Biden to run and we assume it's against Trump or DeSantis? Well,
1: DeSantis is kind of Screwing himself right now too. And
0: is he? Is he? I thought he was pretty base. Yeah, yeah. It's like he he I guess he can bring the turnout that a Trump does, but he's a little more competent than I than Trump is. So in some ways he's more dangerous than Trump.
2: Yeah, he'll he'll get the folks that Trump got plus Republicans that turned off by of Trump will vote for him.
0: Yeah. And and some people who still like Trump, they'll say, you know what? I like Trump. I think he's better, but we need somebody with less of the baggage. Like Mm -hmm. they're they're exhausted with everything that comes with Trump.
1: I I can believe that Uh, he is a better, I guess, candidate as a whole. I mean, he he's the the best of both worst worlds, I guess. Is that does that make sense?
0: Yeah, you know, but to, a- to answer your question, though, man, I think if we had to, if we were doing like keyword for politics, I think right now it would be unknown because the Democratic leadership in the House side is completely new. We got Hakeem Jeffries stepping in as the new uh, Democratic leader. Uh, Steny Hoyer stepped down. Clyburn stepped down. Pelosi stepped down. And even on the Republican side, we all assume that McCarthy is going to be the speaker. But we're we're hearing a lot of people say we don't want him speaker. You know, uh Gate, I think it's representative Gates and a, a lot of those uh people on the Republican side, they don't want him as speaker and they think he's just a representation of this establishment. So you got that, and what I mentioned with Biden, so it's a lot of unknown, man. And then with cinema, cinema pulled what she pulled. <laughs> yeah. She's a quote independent. I don't think that matters much. Uh I think she really did that for re-election purposes, to be honest. But um it's just a whole lot of unknown, man.
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be very interesting and we're too late in the game not to have a uh a front runner. Like we got we're less than two years away. And we have, you know, if not. Well Biden,
2: primaries haven't crunk up for Republicans but, either. So, you know, I, I, I mean I think what ends up happening is we kinda go into the same as last year where we have um primaries for both right so that's really all that's going to happen uh, so january mid-january and, and i'm sure talks are already there in the inner circles like people know oh if if biden does come out and say they they have their infrastructure already ready to go I'm, I'm sure they're ready for that primary
0: and and that that takes you back now we're really getting into it but that takes you back to like about a year ago was was it about a year ago that uh governor cuomo kind of screwed himself mm-hmm like behind the scenes democrats were probably gearing up for him to make a run if biden decided not to run and then he screwed himself so now he's out of the picture so they may have to go back to uh step one on who they want out there now like he probably would have been the guy
2: i i I agree i i think that would have been the most logical play right there so it, it it reminds me of succession when they were in the room kind of picking the candidate and stuff. That's yeah. really how yeah, it works, man. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, something like Obama can happen where the establishment picked a candidate and and you know everybody else kinda they come out of nowhere and they come, but ninety percent of the time, whoever is picked in that room in that little like retreat, that's who's gonna be the candidate. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: We 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 still feel like Michelle Obama would never run. She wouldn't do it.
2: Nope. I don't think so. She she definitely get the nod one hundred percent. That that lets you know how powerful she is, though. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be the president. No,
1: I'm good. Yeah, I'm good.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's gonna happen with your other homeboy uh,
0: Santos Buff? My, my my homeboy. Yeah. My homeboy. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't know. <laughs> That's not my whole point.
1: I mean, that dude just like made up. Like th- he just made up a whole. That might even be his real yeah. name. Like this dude just made up this whole new character. <laughs> Y'all yeah, went to this school. I invested yeah. in this. Is and he like, have, yeah. like half
2: black, ta- uh, half half Asian? Yeah. So he's a, he's a Blasian now. Like, yeah,
0: I'll,
1: I'll say But this, he comes from a very a prominent Jewish family, and <laughs> he'll he'll be fine though. I mean, I mean, they can, there's nothing they can really do. It's not illegal. Yeah
0: we have a sitting senator that had a similar uh, run in like that I don't want to say his name but you guys can look that up after the show
1: <laughs> alright let's um y'all want to jump into it where's
0: Sophie
2: she's in there oh, I I think she has a joke let me just check Hold on.
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help Well look who's here.
1: Greetings, young lady.
0: <laughs>
1: happy, uh, happy uh, yes. Christmas Kwan- Christmas Kwanzaa. Um uh, huh? yeah, Christmas Kwanzaa. It's just You're not celebrating Kwanzaa?
2: I don't know. <laughs> no.
1: I uh, no. That's your daddy why are you want not celebrate Kwanzaa. <laughs> Rather you had told her about Kwanzaa.
2: We we've had the Kwanzaa discussion, she just don't remember it. I
1: don't
2: pretty <laughs> sure we've had it. I just don't remember yeah
1: make sure we don't celebrate the
2: weird words Emoja you laugh weird
1: words wow that's just so bad
2: <laughs> let's be honest here I mean, has some weird words like the days they're, are, they're are different
1: br- they're different sir they're not weird they're only yeah. weird to your Americanized colonized <laughs> ears sir
2: true yeah I gotta um, decolonize so I can decolonize the world
1: how was Christmas?
2: Ooh, it's
1: fun! You get all your gifts? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, I think all yours came from me. I think they came.
2: Yeah, I got it.
1: TJ broke yours, Raza. By the way,
2: is that fast?
1: It's not as big as a, it was. It was like it's probably fifteen inches high. Oh wow! The the video, I mean the the picture made it look so much bigger. Yeah. What you got planned for New Year's Eve, Sophie? Going, you know. Popping fireworks? You going to a ball or something? Or daddy you said date. I
2: can't go to the ball.
1: Why? Why?
2: Oh no, ask him. I was talking about the second ladder ball, girl.
1: Oh, he's a, he's an ageist. He doesn't want to let you be great. I'm gonna talk to him. <laughs> okay. So do you have a joke for us? Yes. Okay. What joke do you have for us? No, no, you don't.
2: He's getting it on.
1: Do you trust his joke? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. I see you've been you modeling lately though. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yes, I did do that. That was very fun.
1: Yeah. You gonna style my clothes now? Who picks out your clothes?
2: Uh me and Haley just went on Shein and just went and bought stuff that we thought was cute.
1: You should do that for your daddy.
2: No, he has good style. <laughs> Sometimes. <No>. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. 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 Have you heard of the movie called Constipation? Uh,
0: I don't think there's stupid. a movie called. No, I have not. No, no, no.
2: Because it hasn't come out yet. Uh, <laughs> of course not. It sounds stupid.
0: I <laughs> no, I did it. So
2: I told you I found it. I told you I found
0: it. Bird uh, looks disappointed.
2: So. <laughs> he laughed you know, so hard he wanted me to tell it because he could not find the joke it was our last option <laughs> yeah Desperate yeah. times call for a desperate message <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. you know what Sophie Jordan missed shots from time to time he did miss shots he did miss yeah.
2: shots yeah
1: he got swept in the playoffs once It too. was
2: him. So <laughs> this was a good. Uh, that was a good joke. I don't know what exactly.
1: See, and that that further lets us know it was him. Sophie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Tell him bye.
2: Bye bye. <laughs> it was his fault.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna fire her. She can no idea. Bring her who content. F-
0: who goes first? Um,
1: I'll kick it off. Um, how do I want to own word this? So have you guys been followed, following the NFL lately? Yeah. More particularly like Tua. You know, he, he is on his third round of
2: the concussion and protocol. Yep.
1: Like, I, I don't think in recent history I've seen, especially a quarterback, deal with that many concussions in a season. Um, which is very, very worrisome, you know part of the reason I'm, I'm very cautious about my son playing contact sports and things like that but what was fu- not funny but what was interesting is I heard a conversation about it earlier this week it might have been get up or first take and they were just debating about you know worrying about Tua and many people like he he has to come to a decision he needs to probably retire he needs to give up because of his health and people like I don't I don't get why he doesn't get it. And somebody basically said, I get it. I mean, he's trying to get that that get that second bag. He's trying to get that uh, non rookie contract. He's trying to provide for his family and set them up forever, which I mean, makes sense. Now, I'm no Tua. But it made me think on a different level on how often we do this in our world, in our life. How many concussions or how many, you know, things are hurting us daily and we keep putting ourselves out there for, I guess, what we would consider, I would think, as protectors and providers of our family for the greater good. And my question is, do you see the similarities in Tua continuing to risk his life and the the long-term effect of his job and decision making? Do you see the similarities in that with men in general black men in general yourself and how do we balance that so do you see the similarities and how do we balance that you know how do we get past that because that's something i'm working on uh constantly right now
2: oh I'll, I'll say yes i can see the similarities um not to that extent or not that blaringly obvious right it's it's very different where he has concussions. you know he's you know on his third round he the job he does causes it, but he still goes back. But when you think about I, I'll just doctors right medical field in general, the healthcare profession, when you talk about uh, like PTSD and emotional stress and trauma, right them seeing it over and over and over again, there's a lot of doctors who end up with mental health problems or with depression or something like that, but they go back to the office and do it over and over again. Right. Uh, there, there are people who, why, why? Because they love what they do. Uh, kind of like you were saying, they, 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 have put in the time the effort to get to the highest of the highest right when you come especially when you talk about doctors and things like that but just anybody in general they've gotten to where they wanted to be uh in their life or in their career and to just say i'm gonna hang it up and walk away and all of that work that i put in just kind of is for naught i i think they're like they're weighing the scales right can i one more day can i do it another year can i do it another month you know oh i got five years before I retire or whatever right it's it's one of those things or maybe it's hey let me get my backup plan together where I'm gonna transition and then I'll stop right so it, it's it's a little bit of that it, it's not something you're just gonna cold turkey say yep let me stop tomorrow because of it I know the risks understand the risk I mean we talk about boxing all the time right that like they generally know that you have a long-standing boxing career depending on how you box and how well you box, (laughs) um, you're, you're probably going to end up with some type of CTE or something like that. They already kind of know it, but they still go in and do it. Uh, you're a UFC fighter. So those people, those athletes put in the work and they grind to the highest level and nothing that, you know, those, those risk factors aren't going to stop them. Right. They're going to continue on.
1: So let me take it away from athletes for a second. I, I want to talk about, and Byron, you probably can pick up on this too, or continue on the athlete path. Like the everyday, and the men and women are both doing this. You know, we're working ourselves to death. We're, we're going, we know that this job, they say this job's going to kill you. Like you're putting this extra stress on yourself to do this rather than like, hey, got to step away and find a better way because this job is going to take this taking years off your life the stress that comes with this and his the mental stress the physical stress on his brain but i'm saying that everyday person who's you know how do they balance this how do they step away from this because they're trying to get the bag they're trying to see the greater good if i can get just this next contract if i can get this next promotion and i remember even when you were thinking about retiring from the army you're like if i can get this next promotion that'll change my you know, retirement my retirement and pay head, and all yeah. this stuff. And you're like, you don't want to step away because it's like, if I just keep going, then you had so much other stuff going on that should have like, you know, that could, a lot of people would say probably take precedent over that or, you know, but we don't do it. You know, we don't work out. We don't eat health. Like we're so focused on X that we're not taking care of ourselves. And I, I you know, and I think Tua is a gr- prime example of, you literally see this could kill you yet. And still you're doing it. These jobs, the stress, the the added pressures we put on ourselves can kill us, but we don't know how to back away. So
0: I think, uh, so it, it's two things. Cause, uh, we do see it like you can step away from athletes and just look at it in everyday life. Like every, we talked about politics earlier in the show and every election cycle, whenever they go campaign in West Virginia or Pennsylvania. It's always, we need to find cleaner energy. We need to find a way to do clean coal. Coal mining is dangerous, right? But those coal miners fight tooth and nail to keep that dangerous job going. They know it's dangerous. They know they have the the, the lung issues. Uh, and, and all the other dangers that come with it, but they fight so hard to keep it because that's what they know, it pays well, and that's what they want to do. And so just like with two, you can say, if they know all that dangers, then why would they do it? It's just that I think a lot of us, when we have a certain goal, you mentioned Rozzy, uh retiring from the military, when you have that goal, you want to try everything you can to reach it and it doesn't matter what type of hurdles or setbacks that you experience our psyche tells us yeah you're going through this now but just think about what it's going to be like when you get to that goal now take somebody like Tua and I don't even want to just say it's about the money like he just wants to get that second contract athletes have been like top athletes have been like this since sports have existed NFL players didn't always make a lot of money that's why it was such a big deal when Jim Jim Brown left, with after nine seasons or something like that? That was a huge deal. Like, damn, you you gonna leave? You're like, hey, I'm gonna make this movie money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just that once you have that end goal, it's hard to, you know, depending on your personality, it's hard to uh, give up on that even if it's causing you harm along the way. And so you said, how do we step away from that? You... I think in general, you want well, to balance it. Yeah. Okay. Even better in order to balance it. You, you got to have someone tell you or convince yourself that yes, I want to reach that end goal, but if I'm going to reach it, I got to take care of the now as well. I got to start looking out for myself now and maybe, maybe fine tune that end goal. Maybe, you know, like you used to at the beginning of the example, maybe if Tua had a fifteen year n f l plan or a ten year plan, maybe he needs to say, "You know what, let me focus on just trying to make it five years or whatever like that or let me let me focus on getting these certain investments if money is what his motivation is mm-hmm. uh, but just fine tune that angle
2: yeah and and it may it may be a little bit of fine-tuning where he's like okay i'm not gonna be the franchise quarterback i'll be a a good second player or or a backup quarterback where i don't have to go in and take the hits every time but i'm there kind of coaching and helping out the the starter and 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 being that backup but giving that that football iq that i have there right because like a lot of people talk about tools iq um uh, and and that so adjusting that and and not having to have the the limelight can be a big thing for the, back to just everybody in general, right? Like adjusting it to the point where it's you can still be happy, you can still get what you need, um, but some things you may have to give up, right? You just may not get the limelight and, and all the the fanfare and, and all of that, but you can do just as well. You know what else makes it difficult? He's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he it
0: was like in MVP discussions for a minute. It's not a lot of people that get that. Yeah, so he, he's great at what he's doing, so that makes it hard to give up, too. Like, he's not mediocre like both of us are in our job. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, it's funny you say that. So, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be personal with this. So, this is something I struggle with. And um, because I have a vision, because I have a goal, because I feel like I'm a tour where I'm good enough that I could always I should I should always at least push myself to do more. Um because the talent is there. Um and I, it's almost to that point where you know better, you do better. Like I know enough to not just continue to settle for like what I'm doing. It's like, you know, for me a lot of times it's like getting that next promotion. Like I could I could get promoted and I can I can take it in that promotion financially could take my family to a whole nother level. Now the stresses that come with that. I'm stressed now, you know, Mm -hmm. the stresses that come with that. Do I push that? Or do I take this current situation and say, Hey, you're doing great. Like you're, you're, if this is consistently what you make for the rest of your life, you're really in a still good, good place. But knowing that if I tweak it a little more, if I can just take a little more pressure, if I can just get in the game, avoid a couple of concussions and work this out for a couple more seasons This could change the whole uh, trajectory of my life, my career, you know? But how do you balance that? Do you like, do you keep pushing or do you become, and I know a lot of us hate this word content because I think now content or contentment has taken on a negative connotation, you know, and I I feel like growing up, I remember hearing people like, I just want to get someplace where I can just be content. And, but now if you say that now you are kind of like, "Oh, you you know, you, man, Rise, you too, you too smart too good to be just, you know, doing this. You can you could you can easily get into this. You can easily get into politics. You can easily do this." And, you know, how do we balance that? And you buff you said around the right people to kind of give that message. But for a lot of us, especially for I know men, we're all wired similarly so you have that same challenge so it's hard to tell me to calm down and slow down when you're going a thousand miles an hour in your career and wanting to retire and get these accolades and stuff like that and set your family up and it's kind of like Dow, you should calm down nigga you were just you know you know, you, you just had this conversation about yourself so that's what I'm trying to find but you're right you know it's gonna be you and if if it's gonna be other people if it's not other people it's you and rising adjusting is a big part of it you know me recently i'm willing this time last year i was trying to get promoted i want to be promoted by now uh i probably had opportunities to progress but i've kind of taken a step back and saying hey what else can i do so me now i'm looking more at investing or things like that uh to increase our income for multiple reasons, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad again, but for multiple reasons, rather than just depending on this job and the stress that comes with that to help me reach my goals. So you like, hey, it, maybe yeah, it is, you know, you become a backup, learn the game, and maybe be a, a QB coach in the next five years. You know, what, what, while you're still young and stuff like that. So we said a lot. I said a lot.
2: Yeah, man. That was, yeah, that was a good one. Good one. So I'll piggyback on that though, uh, if you don't mind, Buff. Um, Go ahead, go ahead. Because do 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 you guys have plans for New Year's Eve? Going anywhere? Doing anything? Nah,
0: I'm chilling in the house,
1: man. Well, we're getting up um with our our COVID crew, uh, Fred, Al, and Hutch. We're all we're taking the families to Galveston, doing a little uh beach house for the weekend. So we're leaving tomorrow morning.
2: Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be in the house too, but um, the Oculus and Horizon World, so the Metaverse, uh, they're having a virtual event, Shaq's DJing and, and everything. So if you guys have an Oculus uh, or whatever, then that's kind of a cool thing to do. Um, I just wanted to ask that, but uh, the big thing is, you know, it's New Year's. And with New Year's comes resolutions and everybody making their resolutions. And so, for it was a good segue, uh, kind of talking about kind of those th- that needing to shift and needing to kind of be content and figure that out. I wanted to know did you brothers have any uh, resolutions that you're going to kind of try to implement for the, the new year? Nah. <laughs> we had this I mean, conversation well, it, about. You like, know what?
0: You know what? I shouldn't say no they're they're not official new year's resolutions but i i feel like i'm always trying to be better and do better at certain things so i'm not waiting till january 1st to do it um it's, it's definitely something that you know when the new year comes you say man what's some things i need to focus on more but i i say that because like when i was in my early 20s when i still lived in mobile like for a couple of years I would like literally have a list like I had a notepad and I wrote, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I don't do that anymore. Uh, But I do say, "Okay, New Year coming. These are some things I need to try to do better at or try to get done or whatever.
1: Let me ask you this. So with that list versus how you do it now, which which one was more effective?
0: I'm going to say this uh, and I think I know where you are going to go with this. The list was probably more effective, but I feel like I need it a lot more work back then like it was things like so you know when you're young well you guys were in the military so you may not have had this issue but when you're young you don't go to the doctor as often as you should things like that so I was like yo I need to start going to the doctor even though I'm young you start going to the doctor more regularly go to the dentist more regularly uh save better things like that so it's almost like the same list that's just I carry it with me each year, and maybe just tweak or add a little bit. But when I wrote it down, it's because I wasn't doing. Shit. I was wilding. So right. I mean, that's, 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 a, that, that's actually
1: pretty cool. Because now that list, you were introducing new habits, right? Like yeah. you wanted to become that. Those things to become your new norm, and now those are your norm. And now you're just building on that norm. Right. You know, like okay. Um, for me, it's uh, it's self-care and putting myself first
2: mm.
1: I really and I'm not trying to be like a martyr like I just put everybody before myself whatever the case may be it's take you and me day bro I'm very intentional mm-hmm. about the things that I do yeah. so if I know my kids my wife my mentees my job if they need something done I'm gonna get it done I'm gonna find a way but if that same token like okay I need to get to the gym today Probably not going to get to the gym today with that same, you know. Now, if it's like I need to get to the gym today, if my kids had uh, practice today and at the gym, we're going to go to practice like same gym, right? It's the same place, but it's a priority for me when I, it's somebody else, and I need to prioritize, prioritize myself the same way. I'm I'm not complaining about my lifestyle. I'm not complaining. I have a I have a I have a wonderful life, but I know that. There are things that can be improved. Um, And I think a, a lot of it starts with me working on myself, not even working on myself, just putting myself first. You know, it's the going to the gym, it's going to the doctor, you know, taking the vitamins and taking eating healthier. Like Those are things because and the reason I brought the Tua thing up was because we can have these big goals and we want to sacrifice and do all these things for this people because we have this vision and my biggest fear or one of the things I'm going to say my biggest fear one of the things that's been on my mind and especially over the last year or so uh, with the passing of my dad and others and stuff like that is am I going to be here to see, to see the vision? Am I going to be here to take advantage of it? I can work my ass off I can create this world and this legacy for other people but You know, sixty years old, sixty-two years old. Am I out of here because I don't work myself to death? I I stop working out, and I'm not healthy. You know, so I'm having these health issues um, that take me out of here. But I gave my all to my family, and you know, they can they can say great things about me, and you know, remember Dad. I don't want to remember Dad. I want to be here, and so that's my main reason is uh, maybe toning down my vision. And including myself in my vision more, like a healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. When I look at my vision, a healthier, or the healthiest version or the best version of me in that vision. Because usually when I think about my vision, and this is coming to me right now, that vision includes everybody else and me kind of being there. But you know, there's a difference of me being there stressed out, looking old, you know, versus me being there healthy and vibrant and active in that that setting. So.
2: One of my favorite sayings is uh, life is a marathon, not a sprint. And too often we try to sprint through life. Like it's just add, pack and pack and pack, put more stuff, more stuff, more stuff and do more stuff uh, to get that vision right. That end goal. And it's you got to find that balance, right? Because you do want to save for retirement and put a little bit away and and do some investing. You want to do a lot of different things. But at the same time, like you say, you got to you got to plan for the longevity of it Uh, and you can't kill yourself on the front end going through the sprint and not be able to make it to the 80s, 90s because you just worked yourself into the ground and you end up dying in your 50s and 60s. But um, one thing that I can kind of bit of advice I can give you with the whole I think Byron, you said it. uh, Give yourself a me day or take a me day. Um, Schedule that me day. Schedule that time into your calendar I remember and I was much better at it when I was in the military because we had drill weekend and I had pre-scheduled the weekend after drill that I was like I'm not adultin don't put anything on my calendar I'm not doing anything and I, I tell Jen that right because the big thing was when you have drill weekend, you literally go for two weeks straight, right? You Monday, you go work, your nine to five. Tuesday or Saturday, Sunday, you're at drill. And then you're back at work Monday for another five days. So literally 12 days of work on shift. And so the weekend after, I was like, I'm dead. I'm not doing anything. So that was my me day. And I was really, really good about taking that day and not doing anything. That Saturday after drills, like nothing went on the calendar. And I think that's, you gotta, you gotta consciously do that and just be like, Hey, third, third weekend of the month is my day. I'm golfing. I'm going out, I'm hanging out, I'm doing whatever. Or if it's a Tuesday or whatever, you know, whatever it is, whatever day of the month, pick it, put it on the calendar. And the same thing with like working out and stuff like that. Like once you get the kids sports schedules and all that stuff, be like, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays are good. I'm working out those days, putting it on the calendar and I'm blocked off. Nothing else is going on there and being able to say no to whoever's trying to take over that time because it's blocked off on your calendar and it is yours. So that's, that's a good way to kind of prioritize yourself and make sure you prioritize yourself. Um, the reason I asked the question, though, is like my mom is kind of starting to do. She's having a vision board party and and a lot of I know a lot of people are doing vision boards and everything for. The, and, you know, we talked about that, giving yourself kind of a an evaluation, personal evaluation and, and walking into the new year. This is a good time. It slows down. You can kind of look and then say what you want to adjust and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm so so I'm not opposed to a resolution uh, because actually I'm going to give myself a resolution this year. And it's really to not try to save the world like you you talked about for always trying to do more right and helping everybody else and, and not being able to say no. Uh, I, that is my resolution for myself is I can't save the world. I'm going to save who I can. I'm going to do what I can. But anybody else. Oh, well, um, and, and I'm going to learn not learn, but I'm going to say no more. Uh, if, if things actually are going to be adding on, uh, to my plate, because I I just got to stop adding more onto my plate and, and kind of either get some stuff off first or, um, just, I, I, I gotta get some stuff off the plate Uh, hands down. That's what it is. So yeah, I'm definitely going to kind of say no more.
1: And that's tough too, especially Mm -hmm. if there's things that you, you really like and you're passionate about it and you see the good in it and hell, especially if it affects other people, you know, hell, if you think about it, if you're like, you know what, I can't do this podcast anymore. It takes too much time and it's like, but you really enjoy doing a podcast, but you know, this this and this. How do you, how do you go about it? You know, um, that that's tough. Yeah. Especially those when those things bring you joy. If you, if you just had a lot of stuff that's on your plate and just like, I hate this, you know, then it's a lot easier to quit, but I don't. Know. Well, good luck with that. I, if there's a way we can help or I can help, let me know.
0: Definitely. Let me echo that too. Same. Um, we got time for the final question? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, man. We good? All right,
0: all right. So I, I actually got this from my, a a Facebook friend, and she didn't even ask a question. She was just making a post about something, but I decided to check, turn it into a question. The three of us have all lent money out to friends or family before in the past. And what she was saying was she's no longer just giving people money. She was like, if you want money from her, there's so much that she needs done around the house that she will gladly pay you to come, you know, do whatever it needs. It could be something as simple as uh, I don't think she said this specifically, but like a load of laundry clothes or something like that because she didn't have time to do her laundry whatever just wash your car something like that and she was like people scoff at that and they feel like that's so beneath them and she doesn't see what's wrong with that like you need money she needs things done so instead of just handing you money what's wrong with you what's wrong with her asking you to hey can you go pick up my dry cleaning or whatever it is she needs done for the day she tells them up front how she how much she will pay them and they usually turn that down. Do you think that's a fair way? Because I think for the most part, we just give people money uh, that ask for it. Do you think that's a fair way to handle that?
2: You want to go first, but refer because I, I got strong feelings on that one. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My initial thought, I cringed. Okay, just because it's so abnormal. Yeah, but it's not. chores and allowance that's what it comes down to Um, is actually pretty brilliant you know um, when you think about it at its at its core because if you we talked about this a few uh, probably a year or so ago about you know, one of the things for us is, is well, I was just say the three of us, just not as men is like asking for help, whatever the case may be. And what we do, we feel like we've exhausted all options, mm-hmm. right? You've exhausted all options. I need $300. Dude, if Rizy asked me for $300, I know he needs it. You know, he's exhausted all options now becomes, am I just willing to give him that? Or if here's an option, Rizy, come work for five hours. You got $300. Like, do you really want it as bad or need it as bad? Or are you humble enough to say, if that's all it takes is to get $300, that's $60 an hour right there. Mm -hmm. You know, are you willing to do that? And I think we would be, it would never work in society today because we're more uncomfortable making that demand and coming up with that, that ask um, uh, like, oh, not no, I was just. You know, I need the grass cut tomorrow, and you know, uh, the car wash. Do you? Ha- how much is Rosy's time worth to me? And then for Rosy, how much is his time worth? And I think the ego. If somebody if somebody told me that, you would feel belittled. Like, how yeah. dare you ask me to work for you? I got I got stuff I got to do, and then sometimes it's, it's like. I'll take rising for example. That dude has a lot on his plate. You know, he is, he is the definition of a single parent. And so for me to ask him to do more work and he's already stretched thin and the $300 is not going to make or break me. Is it me taking advantage of the situation? I I think it's situational. Yeah. You know, like if my little niece or somebody who doesn't understand the value of money and just needed $300 to, because she wanted a purse or she wanted a concert ticket or whatever the case may be, or hell, if she, if she needed to pay her light bill, whatever it is, I don't know. Maybe if, if I know Risey exhausted all his options, but w- versus one of them, you know, it's like you just asked for money. So you're going to work for it. But if for somebody who's working, exhausted all their options, that might be a little different. I don't even know how that works anymore man i thought i knew the answer i thought i had it right
2: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you walk you walked through that because you came around basically to my answer and that's why i said i have strong opinions on it is because um i it's definitely situational because if my sister like you say that is a mom a wife they're working 50 hours a week you know and, and dealing with the kids and going all this and she calls me like I need $200 I'm not going to be like well I need you to drop what you are doing and add in another 3 hours to go do something for me right versus like you say a 23 year old a Haley or you know one of her friends or something I mean That, for me, just makes it seem like you are. You're taking advantage of them needing it. Now, if it's their third, fourth time coming to you and they're always needing it and you see that they don't work and, you know, they're never doing anything with their life and they they can't ever pay their bills because they don't go to work often or whatever that might be a different story right like they can't hold down a job you see that they're on the house on the couch all the time playing like when i get on fortnite you on fortnite when i get on call of duty you on call of duty like wait a minute now like uh, that's some time you could be spending out doing some door dashes or something i don't know but you know that's a little different than like you say that mom or that that friend that is spread thin they got a lot of stuff going on and they just need some money you know, I mean, you know, for you talk about, you know, my mom gave you that money for the school. What if my mom was like, well, okay, I know you need it for school. I need you to come over and do these couple things for me so that, you know, I can pay you so you can go to school. I would have did it, though. I mean, you would have, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like that it, it's it's definitely situational, right? It's yeah. it's one of those things that my mom was not going to ask you to come do anything because she, she loves you like that. She was going to give you that money because you needed it. It wasn't because you wanted it. And, and maybe that's the difference there. It's like, I need this money. I'm struggling. I'm doing what I can and I can't make it happen. It is that last resort versus I just asked for money. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so then I could probably go down that. Yeah, I need you to come do that because I've done that. I'm like, hey, you want this money? I need you to do something for me, right? I need something. Go pick up something, or hey, swing by and do this. I'll pay you a hundred dollars or whatever. But, and-
1: but what if that becomes what if that becomes normalized though? You know, um the one of the interviews I watched or uh, uh, listened to from uh Arian Foster's pad- podcast with uh Humble Lukanga, he talked about being uh resourceful, not just leaning on your resources. So if that becomes the norm where you become this bar- time is money, right? They say time is money. And I've developed my, I've, I've worked to the point where I have enough money, but probably need more time. You got time, but you need more money. How do we, how do we meet in the middle? So if it's, if it, be- if it becomes normalized, we get out of our, our mind, this current mindset, and it's like, hey, Razzy, you know, uh, I need $300. I know you're busy. You know, I got the kids, man. If I I'm, if I came over to watch your kids, let you go out for the night and stuff. Like, if, if, if th- think about it, is your money is valuable. Your time is valuable. So is it to me, like, why do I have to give in for your needs? You're the one that needs some money. You got three kids and you, the lights going to get cut off are you really willing to do what you need to do? And it's almost one step away from selling. (laughs) 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 Are you going to do what you need to do? But like I'm saying, you know, but it's people that'll go that route, right? They'll go that far to get the bills paid, but you can't cut my grass. You can't go pick up my my dry clean because your pride in the situation for the for the most part. Sometimes it's just you just don't have the the bandwidth. That's you know once again that's a little different. It is situational, but you don't have the bandwidth or the uh. But also the pride is getting in the way. Like hey, I need three hundred dollars. I can go babysit my homeboys kids and make three hundred dollars and give him a date night. You know, that's worth it for me because I need it that much. How bad do you want have you truly exhausted all options or have you exhausted options that are comfortable for you? You know, I remember, you know, hell when I was trying to get online, I was selling plasma, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm selling plasma getting maybe 25, $30, but I can't go, you know, pick up Byron's laundry and put up his blinds or whatever for $300. I really don't need it
0: that much. I
1: don't need it that bad.
0: I'm gonna push back just a little first off let me let me say my short answer is it is situational it definitely is situational but I do want to say this um I have learned that for most people who who ask for money ask for money consistently I'll say that because sometimes unexpected things happen you ask for money that one time but people who ask for money consistently they are offended by any answer that isn't okay yep so it doesn't matter if you ask them to come work for you there have been situations where i have tried to find solutions you know i mean like okay you need this money why don't you do this that and that and i think that'll help take care of this (sighs) i mean if you don't want to give me the money just like people will get offended no matter what unless you just say okay so if you're worried about saying, you know, can you come do this chore for me if that would offend them? Yeah, because any answer will that isn't OK. Um, you're not necessarily asking them to come lay some bricks or or uh, pave a, a driveway. Like it's usually like in her example, it's usually like very easy stuff that I think Ferd mentioned, like she has the money but doesn't have the time. And, and and in their circumstance they have the time but don't have the money so it's a mutual exchange and those type of situations i think we should probably look into normalizing that uh i really do because if you need the money if you really need it then that shouldn't be an issue and like people who just ask for money they they just they don't they don't learn anything. <laughs> they, they learn nothing. Yeah. They, we had to, we the, had to
2: work <laughs> to get this money. You need to work yes, to get yes, the money yes, too. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 I so. mean, it
1: would take, it would take, and this is not even trying to sound arrogant, but I think we've set our we've set our lives up to the point where it would take extreme, like it would take some extreme extreme measures for us to get to the point where we have to really borrow money to survive. And it could happen to either one of us. Like, I'm not saying we're above oh, yeah, that, but yeah. I grew up in that environment where it was always asking money, you know, um, mom borrowed $20 from my, my her sister. And then the next month, her sister borrowed $40 from her. like, it was just a, it was a give and take, you know, it was just like, you got it this month. I got it next month, whatever the case may Hell, I grew up. That was how college was. That's how we pay rent, you know? Um,
0: and, and you know what? It, it becomes stressful for the person that's loaning out the money. Also, because you Mm -hmm. feel obligated, even though you don't want to. Hell, it may even put you in a slight jam, but, you know, you can get out of it because your job is consistent. It's going to pay you, but it it puts stress on you as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But what's so crazy is when you when you were saying it, when you think about the time for money, like think about the last five to 10 years that has been monetized so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the gig like, economy is a thing. Yes, yeah. it's
1: a whole thing. Like I can just give you $200 with the hopes that you're going to um repay me. Or I'm just I'm just basically I'm giving $200 away just on, hopefully. Or I can spend $100 and get these curtains hung. Point blank. Yeah.
2: And maybe you know that, you, maybe that's the difference. If you want me to give it to you, then I do need something in in return. Versus, hey, I need to borrow this. I'm gonna get it back to you. You know when I get paid or or you know a month yeah, from now yeah, type thing. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's a little different too. I'm not gonna make you come work for it to borrow money from me that you're gonna give back to me in a month, right? Um, versus, hey, can uh, but, I get a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars and be like, well, uh, but, if you but, that, it in, in-.
1: but that's that's the that's your interest on your loan. <laughs> that's your interest on your own hanging some curtains yeah I'm saying that because he's been trying to give me to hang curtains for about a week about about, about about two months about three months I ain't gonna lie about <laughs> three months and I ain't Same. hung them yet but my thing is somebody need $50 I definitely will pay gladly pay them $50 to hang these curtains um, but gig economy is exactly it because people have more we open up the questions like how do you balance how do you take care of yourself how do I So I work hard to provide for my family and get a lifestyle where I'm able to loan money uh, as needed, but I don't have enough time. for. I'm trying to find me time.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I don't have me time, but I still got to go hang up these curtains because I got to get these curtains hung. I'm struggling to find that time. So I got to find that time and give you money. That's a lot on the plate. I'm already working Mm -hmm. my ass off. Uh, I'm trying to find time for me. I have other stuff I need to do. Why can't we both win? We both win in this situation. Or you can say, you know what? I got this stuff that needs to be done. I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to pay somebody to do it. Whatever's left out of that $200 you need, I'll give that to you. So it cost me $125 to get these curtains on. Leave me with $75. Here's $75. Pay me back when you can. Because, I mean, I needed something done. You weren't willing to do that. You weren't willing to meet me. You needed something done. I I didn't meet you all the way. So here we go. You know, you went a little bit. I went a little bit. Curtain's hung. You're $75. You're $75 closer to your goal. <laughs> and,
0: and I understand, like, like your first reaction, Ferg. Like, you kind of cringe. I understand most people having that. Because yeah. it's like, it's a concept I know me personally, I never really thought about. It's like... Hey man i'm I'm hurting real bad you, you got a hundred dollars i can i can get and and usually i give away what i can afford to lose like even if i'm letting you quote borrow it yeah you know i'm not gonna depend on that I, like hopefully you do pay me back but if not i'm good with that uh but it's just something i never thought about like yeah i got a hundred dollars man but you know grass need to be cut you think you can make your way out here and I mean, right. it, it can be humbling because yeah. if you never want to cut Buff's grass again,
1: w- what is more important? Get that $100 because you're hurt? Because your friend still found a way to get you $100. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed it, you got it. Are you willing to work for it? you willing to work, make $15 an hour doing whatever else you do? Right. <laughs> You know um I've, I've worked for much less <laughs> and that's my thing it's like our mindset is we're, we're our egos and won't let us see the, the the actual beauty of the situation is like and it might teach a lesson like you know what I'll never cut anybody's grass again like that was just so humbling and stuff like that yeah. um I'll never get plasma again like you do
0: you when you do stuff to get what you need you know yeah. Yeah. It's 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 slightly different, but I talked about when uh Michelle Torres saw me in the McDonald's still working now, I was like, you know what? It's yeah. time for me to get in yeah. on the body. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because now when you have people that can count on you as like you're part of their income. Because 'Cause I've mm-hmm. seen that where they're like, Okay, I can do this, this and I'm gonna go on this vacation because Bird I know I can me. get two hundred dollars from Rosie uh next week and I'll pay, you know. Uh, to pay this card note, and then I'll just pay him back next month when I get my uh my stimulus check or whatever the hell you are gonna get. So there's people that really count on you as part of their income. Like they just know that Risey got it, Buff got it. You know, that's a oh, good no, one, I ain't bro. Got
2: it. I'm poor. Yeah, I'm broke. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's go ahead and close it on out.
0: Um, I got a lot, so I'm going to let Rising go just in case he touches on some stuff that i plan on and I can scratch it out.
2: Yeah, no, I I don't have a whole lot, man. I just wanted to um, send prayers and condolences once again uh, to a UAB and probably Alabama staple, uh, DJ Jukebox. Uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but uh, he did all the college parties throughout the state in the like late 90s early 2000s like he had a mixtape cd series that was like second to none everybody knew dj jukebox mixtapes and uh he passed away uh, over the last couple of days i think actually tuesday night uh going into wednesday so um that's a big loss for the UAB community, for the Alabama community, anybody, like I said, if you had a college parties, he, he DJed all of them, Miles, everybody. He was on 95.7 uh, on the radio station here a couple um, years. So used to do the 12 o'clock cut up all the time. So um, big, big loss for us, for the family. So prayers to his line brothers, to the chapter, to um, the state, for anybody who's been affected or touched. Uh, by jukebox uh, aka swamp thing that's what the bros know him by but um, just thoughts and prayers to everybody man and again it was one that health reasons uh, so take care of yourself that's like what we've been saying um, which kind of made me think about I gotta take care of myself I gotta stop saying yes to everything um, and, and, and kind of bring it back uh, and not stress myself out but it, it was a, it's a heavy loss right there for us. And we lost one of our charter members. So, you know, the family of Homer Coke, that that's a, another one. So just a lot of loss in my fraternity in the chapter, uh, Greg. We, so it, just all of that, man. It's been a rough kind of holidays coming into it with all of that. So just take care of yourself, everybody. Enjoy. Hug those babies. Hug everybody around you uh, and love on them. So that's all I got, man.
0: That's kind of been the theme of this show. Uh, Shonda Rhimes once said the power of no, knowing when and how to say no to certain things. Um, I do have quite a bit, but I'm going to try to go through it quickly. First off, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you have a great 2023. So Happy New Year to everybody. Congratulations to Florida State. My boys uh, were number 13 in the uh, coaches poll. They won their bowl game last night. So I don't know what their final ranking will be, but it's a ten-win season, a successful season for us. Like I said, I, I just want us to win seven games this year, so they exceeded my expectations. You guys can uh, start taking those Christmas trees down. By the way, let's go ahead and let's get those trees down, people. Okay, I, I know Mobile, you like to keep them up for Mardi Gras and stuff like that. It's a Christmas tree. Let's take it down. Uh, shout out to Inspire You. Uh, We will be attending the uh, Sneaker Ball, and I know they are part of putting that on. So come kick it with your boys. Three brothers will be in the building for the Sneaker Ball February 17th, 2023. Uh, So come hang out with us and uh, have a good time there. Last but not least, our good buddy Sherman Cooley, he was on one of our very, very, very early episodes. I've been pushing him to get his short stories and books out there. He started when he first got out of jail. And then something that he didn't realize when he was incarcerated, life happens. (laughs) You can have all these plans. I remember he used to get on us about why we hadn't done this and why we hadn't done that. And he soon learned that when you work in a nine to five and dealing with a relationship or whatever it is, life happens. And some of the other stuff takes a backseat. So he's trying to get that going again. Uh, He texts me about some things uh, that he has going with those short stories. So if you listen to this podcast, Cooley, let's keep it going. You are too talented, bro, to not do the things that I know you can do. So get them out there and we'll do our best to promote them. That's all I got, man.
1: It's funny you say that. I literally was talking to somebody, I want to say, either yesterday or Wednesday about uh Sherman's books. So get back on it, Coolie. Do what you do. Mind is simple. It,
2: We need to have it published and hard um covers by uh all class so you can set up a table and be a vendor. Oh damn, you gonna
0: put a timeline on. Okay. Even yeah. better. Even better. All right.
1: Well, um, like Buff said, happy new year. I hope this finds everybody entering a new year with positivity rolling over some of the positivity from any positivity from 2022 and leaving the negativity from 2022 in the past, you know, it's, it's just a new day. So I know some people don't get too excited, but look at it as a, as a change, as a chance to change and get better, uh, to all the people we lost in 2022, you know, you gone, but never forgotten 2022 was a rough year for everybody i know you know so um let's just hope 2023 is um better and that we survive it and we find happiness and love and all the things we're looking for once again uh, three brothers no sense your favorite barbershop podcast six rules of podcast listen like share subscribe comment and most importantly listen again talk to you next year